Hey guys, welcome to the Betting Broadcast, episode number 339. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the lo- the list, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out May 10th, 2017. I don't blame you for stumbling up there. We do a lot of, <laughs> a lot of listing. Yes. Especially this week, we're going to be <laughs> looking back. Oh, wait, no. No, that's next episode. Next episode. We're recording right after this one. I was looking forward to the look back. Mm. Like I said, we're going to list some comic book movies yeah. that we're looking forward to uh, coming out over the summer with the Bagden Broadcast Summer Blockbuster Movie Bracket Buster 7? The bracketing. Which one are we on now? The bracket. I, I, I don't Bracketeer. know. But you are very... Bracketeer. Yeah, there you go. The Bracketeer. Yeah, something we do every summer uh, where we take a look forward at the movies coming out and we talk about them and we pick which ones we think are going to dominate the box office in a fun, easy-to-follow bracket. Yeah. No, I was looking at your mic, seeing, making sure it was on. It was on? Yeah, it's, it's on. on. I see it. And, and notice I said, why are you looking at me, Paul? Yeah, because uh, you're drinking a beer that I bought. Uh, because he's in the room <laughs> with us. Oh, <laughs> dummy. Oh. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Buffalo for the weekend, so... Recording shows, seeing comic book movies, reading comic books, drinking beers. I'm knee deep in producing this. I'm, I have to balance. Dial, <laughs> I, I have to turn all the dials all the time. All the time. All the crosstalk. Listeners, just so you know, he didn't actually turn them. He just touched it. And it looked like he was I, I was doing all the stuff. We're there's probably a buzz in the room because I probably have the microphones on up too loud, but that's fine. What's, what's this beer that we're drinking? Uh, and we are introducing you, Chris, to single cut. Intel Shaky and Boxcar Joe. Double dry hopped Imperial IPA. And this is coming in at 9%. This is fantastic. Like, this is really delightful. Uh, yeah, there's a reason we've currently been hooked on single cut. Single cut. Um, they just make really nice, enjoyable, juicy IPAs. Um, this one's got a little bit of a bitterness to it, but it, it, it works. Yeah. It works for the beer. Usually mm-hmm. when it's something like that's dry hop, it picks up a lot more of that like mouth-drying bitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one doesn't have it. It's still quite crisp and please it juicy? Juicy. It's I would, I would juicy. juicy. I would call this malty. I, I, I get a lot mm. of that sweetness, a lot of that roast, almost a roasted kind of hop uh, flavor. Um, unlike the Weird and Gilly, which has that really nice um, mouthfeel, creamy mouthfeel, this is feels more watery. Uh, I don't think it, this is a bad beer. I think it's a. I think it's a three point five. You know, not a four. Not a four, which is surprising because Paul lists everything at <laughs> a four. Put this at like a. I think I put this at a four actually though because compared to the stuff that we had yesterday, mm-hmm. the uh, off the show like the backseat burner mm-hmm. uh, from Otter wood, Creek. Yeah, the Woodcock Brothers XPA ten. I I like this more than both of those. Ooh. Okay. I know you guys love your XPA. Listen to any other episode to find out. <clears throat> yeah. Um, that XPA also is uh, over a month old, mm-hmm. and that I mean that takes a lot away from it too. Again, <clears throat> the single cut, the XPAs, was meant to be um, had fresh. This is about almost a month old. The next week it'll be a month. Yeah. So we're we're six days away from uh, from being a little too long on this, you know, because uh, New York City. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Astoria. And you know what? This is your first single cut. You like it a little bit. Goondocks. <laughs> no, that's Goondocks is in the northwest. It's outside of like Astoria, though. Yeah, yeah, it's still Astoria. They're all connected. It, it all comes together. It all makes sense. It does because you know, just like a single cut and XBAs, where you want to drink it fresh, you want to talk about the news when it's fresh, right, guys? Yes, all the newsings. All, all the, the newsings. newsings when all the fresh. 
Yeah, all the uh, new releases, the uh, new announcements for movies and TV shows. Uh, let's get right into it with uh, one of the reasons I'm really glad that we read a Chris Claremont uh, story arc is uh, the announcement that the next X-Men movie will be X-Men Dark Phoenix. Again? Yes. Yeah. No, I, no, I know I saw this. <laughs> Uh, but cause it, maybe because they know they really messed up last time, and then they avoid all that from from history. Oh right, because again. yeah, it was the Dark X Men Three, X Men United was the Dark Phoenix yeah, kind of. Yeah, sort of. Kind of, sort of. If you're gonna make a bad movie, where you're like, that. oh, your lead characters were killing them off at the very beginning of the movie. Have fun with that. I'm still upset about how what they did to Madrox. I enjoy Johnny calls. Knoxville is Madrox. Wasn't Johnny Knoxville? Who was it? It was just some guy. But that wasn't Johnny. I honestly didn't even remember he was in the movie. Yeah, Johnny Knoxville is. Oh, oh, you no, Madrox. Madrox. Yeah, yeah. Madrox. Yeah, just because the multiple man, just a guy who could clone himself. And he was just there to <clears throat> just convince people there was a ton of mutants in one area. And then they all went there. It's Brett Ratner for you. I still need to like, watch all the other more recent X Men movies. I. Still haven't. Uh, Old Man Logan. You don't need to see anything else. Yeah. Apocalypse was awful. I know, but Apocalypse was I, I, awful. I feel like I need to at least like watch it, but I don't want to put forth the time or the effort. No, because I probably won't see this one either. But no, I don't think you should. Like, just the curiosity of it. Apocalypse is really bad. I had it on, and I kept on walking away and not feeling like I was missing anything. You not like I kept on like, okay, I guess this is a movie. This movie's getting someplace, but it's okay, not anywhere I now. Guess this is a movie. <laughs> yeah, and I would get up and walk away and be like, and then come back to it like after like, like doing dishes. Trees. You walk away from it, and they're back on the train. I'm looking back on the train. <laughs> it was like one of those movies. So I don't know. I have no faith in any of the X Men movies. Um, and Dark Phoenix, I enjoyed reading. You guys did not. I enjoyed watching uh, the 90s animated cartoon when it did Dark Phoenix. Uh, <clears throat> something else I kind of don't have any faith in, though, is the upcoming Inhumans TV show yeah. with its IMAX premiere. Uh, we got a teaser trailer from it, and then we also got our first complete look at the Inhuman royal family. And man... It looks straight to DVD. Shit. It looks straight to DVD, and the way I explained it to John yesterday was, it looks like they had done it in humans movie, and then Sci-Fi Channel was like, "Hey, let's pick that up and make a TV show out of it." Our budget's twenty bucks. Whoa, whoa, whoa. but Sci-Fi has done an amazing job with make, putting sharks in tornadoes, because there's That's no way they're able to afford this. <laughs> there's no way that they CGI'd that. They actually put sharks in tornadoes. They couldn't afford this each guy. Yeah, I think it was cheaper. <laughs> I watched the first Sharknado. It wasn't bad. It's not meant to be good. Um, yeah, this it, it was a four. The one thing, I mean, it doesn't look great, but they do capture the looks of the characters. Yeah. The hair is all wrong for. Well, it looks like a really bad wig, wig for Medusa. Yeah, it needs to be all like. It looks as bad of a wig as uh, what's her from Fantastic Four, her blonde wig. Yeah, from the second one when she didn't want to dye her hair again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from Rise of the Silver Surfer, right? Jessica Alba. Yeah. It was that bad. It was that bad. It, it just needs to be all CG, but it has to be good CG. Well, they're spending all their money on Lockjaw. 
Because <laughs> he's CG. Yeah. Uh, I I'll, I'll still watch this. I mean, I really do enjoy Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I haven't kept up on it at all, but I haven't kept up on any TV recently, so there's that. But Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. looks slick. Like, it's a good-looking show, so... The Ghost Rider stuff I, looked really I good. I know ABC, can, they can do it. And you figure since they are debuting this in IMAX in movie theaters, they would probably, you know, shovel a little bit more money into, like, the first two episodes just to make the investment worth it, but... I don't know. I hope they just do a, a small 10 run, not try to fill yeah. an entire season of 23 episodes. That's, I think that's where the downfall of this is going to be. That's what I think they needed to do with everything. <clears throat> Instead of just doing those long, drawn-out seasons, just pull focus it. on it all. Can you just pull your mic closer to you? Yeah, I'm sorry. That's okay. There you go. Thank you. I'm, I'm talking to, I'm I know you're talking to John, so you're not you're not like talking directly into the mic. So I'm like looking at the thing, and I'm like, oh man, I don't know if it. So I'm trying to produce. I know you'll pick. Uh, the other thing is, is they've kind of been doing that with Shield now, Agents of Shield, because they're doing the kind of um, mini series within the series, the Ghost Rider, and then they did the Life Model Decoy one. So they're like they're doing it in the show it's still 23 episodes but each section block is directed at just one story arc which i think works better than just trying to fill 23 episodes but they used to kind of do that with the movie tie-in episodes like oh we're doing the captain america you know Winter Soldier tie-in episodes we're doing the thor tie-in episodes What's so like solidified the show is like no we're in the Marvel universe. It's not because someone's just like in the background and they mention Stark. You know? And honestly, like one of the reasons I stopped watching is because I've seen all, <laughs> seen the tie-in episodes and I'm like, eh, I guess this show can keep going, but I don't really. I I think it's because they mess with uh, Fitz. Fitz uh. Fitz. Fitz. Yeah. Well, Fitz and uh, what what Simmons? Fitz Simmons. Yeah. That whole dynamic with Fitz becoming like slow and he can't remember he's things. Back. Yeah, he's back. He's completely back. Yeah. And Fitzsimmons is back. Yeah. Okay, then maybe I'll jump back in because I was getting annoyed with that because I often have that problem with not being able to remember exactly what I want to say. Listeners of, of the show will realize this. Um, and you're sure that Dreamon is not Aerosmith? Yes. Okay. Um, I I like Agents of Shield. I liked. Um, Agent Carter when that was coming up I think they just kind of spread themselves too thin with trying to do too much on all those shows and then starting up the other one like the Marvel's Most Wanted that never even became a thing Uh, okay I thought I was being crazy I thought Tremont is Aerosmith Hmm. apparently all day uh, John and Chris have been playing a prank on me where they were trying to get me to be convinced that it was Led Zeppelin that did Dream On. Uh, So I thought I was going crazy when I thought I was pretty darn sure it was Aerosmith. And I finally looked it up. And now you're making a mess at your desk. Yeah. Good place to prove us wrong in the middle of the podcast. Sorry. have something else that uh, they might be making a mess out of. Paul, you are a fan of the comic book Runaways. Yeah. And you just watched the Runaways teaser trailer. Uh-huh. That they showed at some thing. Some know, Hulu panel with Marvel. Some, some Hulu gathering. <clears throat> um, 
Runaways being the Brian K. Vaughn created uh, teen superhero spinoff. Rumored that it was going to be a movie, uh, like um, and like one Big Hero Six did well. Maybe oh, maybe it's going to be an animated movie, like in the vein of Big Hero Six. And then news came out. Nope, they're going to do a show. And then it was a Hulu original. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. We've talked about this a little bit before with some of the casting stuff that's mm-hmm. come out, and everyone that they cast like kind of looks the part. Uh, but we got to see the first. Where's the princess of power? She's, a, she's in there. She's I got like, the, the pink, like cat ear hat on at one point. Yeah, but she looks old. They show her eyes glowing. Okay, I don't know if that's her. They're all, they're all in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you see all the characters. You don't see <clears> old ladies. Molly. Oh, what that's. Mm-hmm. Uh, what What were your thoughts on the teaser? Because it's not. It's a shaky camera. It's a bootleg. Something. It's a bootleg. Um, like John said, I think at this point we would have had like an actual one release. But well, uh, on Hulu, they it looks like they do have the actual one. We didn't. But you have in. to sign in to Hulu, yeah. and I'm like, I'm not signing up for Hulu just to see a trailer or sign in with John's. Oh, account. I, I, I didn't even offer that when I was doing it. Because you were like, ah, because you were too, because <laughs> you were too busy trying to convince me Dream On was Aero, was not Aerosmith. <laughs> well, what are what are your thoughts on? Because you, this was fresh to you. This was the single cut. Yeah. Of, of trailers. It's well, with it being shaky cam, I'm like, I, I just don't care about this trailer right now. Like honestly, it's like, it's too <laughs> much. It's okay. It's happening, but will I ever see it because it's on Hulu? Maybe not. Because John sent this to me the other day, and I said the exact same thing. I was like, oh, I think I need to see a higher quality version of it, but it has everything I would expect or want from. Mm-hmm. Like, well, he's like, you see the kids, the parents get them together, they go off exploring while the parents are like, sacrificing somebody, and then Alex like says, Alex says there's some Nardius shit going on, and I'm like, ugh. Does that hold true right now, Narnia Nar- uh, reference? I think Narnia is one of those things. It's timeless? Gonna be, yeah, it's going to be timeless. Okay. I mean, it's, th- those books came out in, like, the 40s. <laughs> like, it's... Yeah, 1950s, right? Like, after World War II. Because that's the whole... Even still, 40s, yeah, 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 50s, 50s, yeah. Just... Over 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. doesn't matter. Like, old. They exist still. You know, I mm-hmm. read those when I was growing up, and here they are, like... Yeah, and Alex is the kind of character that would have read the Narnia series. What's great is like we're going to be re- recording like a not episode tomorrow, and then Paul's going to be like 1954. See, I told you guys, bring everything to a halt. <laughs> I want this to do well. I love Runaway. Fine, I'll correct you right now. <laughs> I love the characters. I just I want to see it do well because I want what I love represented in the best way. <laughs> Like, Inhumans, I don't really care about the Inhumans too much in the comic books, so if the Inhumans TV show, show doesn't do doesn't well, well, it's like, eh, whatever, but Runaways is one of those things, like, I've been championing, like, since it came out, like, it's one of those books, like, whenever I start dating somebody, I'm like, hey, you don't read comic books? Read this one. Uh, anytime. That's how, that's how Paul got into it. <laughs> yeah. Any, uh, I don't know. Anytime we go to, uh, went to a comic book panel... You'd either ask, or when somebody asked about the Runaways, you'd be like, "That's what I would have asked." Like, you'd, like, you'd nudge somebody good like, "Yeah, question. yeah, that's what I would have asked." I, I always try to get a, a sketch from Adrian. Uh, yeah. uh, Adrian Alfona. Alfona. Adrian Alfona. Yeah, I, I always get excited when I see. One I'm like tracks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I always see like one of those characters appearing in another book. I'm like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. It's, you you want to see them do well? But I never read any of those. Uh, when, 
Nico was showing up in that uh, like young, like the uh, uh, Avengers uh, Academy. Academy. And I never read any of those, and the Runaways characters were in that. Maybe I'll pick that up in trade, and it'll become a trade but policy at, the same at one point, point. That's not the same book as what you were mm-hmm. reading. Yeah, it was a team that came together because of circumstances, and they were surviving. They didn't know how to survive, and they had to keep on leaning on each other to get through everything. Um, I don't know. Maybe I just maybe I'm too old, you know, because when it first came out. I was just, you know, right into college age, so it felt fresh to me, and I'm like, oh yeah, going on an adventure with my friends at this point, that'd be really fun. Eh, I have no responsibilities you needed, now. You needed to lean, lean on us on how to have human interaction yep. with people. Mm-hmm. I depended on my friends a lot more. Now I'm uh, old, and I'm tied <laughs> down. There's anchors, you know, mortgage payments. You care, you, care, you care less about yeah, running around uh, having uh, globe-trotting adventures with my friends, because <clears> I'm like, yeah, I kind of need to be back by Monday, guys. <laughs> Versus, ah, my job is stupid. I don't care. Screw it. Good for me or good for you. <laughs> uh, this is what nostalgia is. Though. Like, you can still love those characters and not necessarily relate to them, but mm-hmm. harken back to how you felt like that first time. Yeah, I don't know. I think I killed that part of me. I think that part of me is dead. Crystal, I don't think Crystal I can. Skull did it for you, right? Yeah, I, I think I've. I don't. I don't think it can harken back to that part of me. I think that part is buried. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. I don't know how to segue that into anything else that we're going to talk about. Uh, talking about things that are dead. The Nintendo NES Classic. It wasn't hard enough to get, anyways. Yeah, they only printed two. Uh, they only made two on two point three million of them, and uh, you couldn't get it. And Nintendo announced that no, we're done. But maybe look forward to a Super NES Classic coming out this holiday season, people. Do you think the excuse me, the Super NES Classic or whatever they wind up calling it is going to be kind of like that filler toy if people can't get a Switch? They're going to be like, oh well, we don't have Switches, but here's is Switch that hard to get? I, I honestly don't know. I'm, I'm not a because everybody that I know that would want a Switch has, has a Switch. Has got a Switch, and yeah. even the one person that I'm like. Oh, he would have a Switch and then keep, keep it hidden and not talk about it because he doesn't want his wife to find out that he has a Switch. Hasn't even gotten a Switch yet. And there's a Zelda out for it. That, that could be now, though. Like, when the, it's fresh. It just came mm-hmm. out. Christmas time comes around, that's going to be like, oh, parents finally, like, open up their holiday savings accounts and then like, all right, let's get Johnny and Jimmy, Jimmy a Switch. Those are, those are some shitty parents. I start buying Christmas presents in August. Well, that's odd. No. When I, I find a good sale, I buy something and saying, "Oh, this will be great for I Christmas." And I for like seventeen years, and that's basically how people shop. Oh, that's like, weird. You know, Christmas is coming. It's the same mm-hmm. goddamn day every year, but people are still like, "I gotta get those deals." It's like this was on sale like a month ago for no. half price, and now it's a dollar off. And you're like, "I need it." Back all. when I was buying you like a Verist development on DVD, I would buy those like whenever it went on sale. Like it would be August, and I'd be like, "Oh, it's on sale now." Buy it now. Buy buy him the next Arrested Development DVD set. This was before you could just go on to beggingboard.com slash Amazon. Oh, yeah. And purchase it. Amazon while supporting the Begging Board cast. This is what. So no big for a plug. (laughs) This was back in the day when Amazon only sold books. Mm. (laughs) Uh, What Kate was talking about, she's like, you're going to fill this room with farts. I got so many farts to give out. 
Uh, by the way, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe came out in 1950, first published. Yeah. Uh, what other things did we have to uh, talk about? Defenders trailer. Oh, yeah, that trailer. It's coming out on uh, August uh, 18th yeah. on Netflix, all in one day. Yeah, we're getting the long promised crossover between the Netflix <clears throat> original shows, uh, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Daredevil, which we've had two seasons of Daredevil now. Uh, it, exciting. it is the, the Iron Man of the Defenders. Yeah, because is. we got two yeah, yeah, we got two Iron Man movies before Iron Man, Avengers. And then Iron Man 2, Thor, Cap. Captain America, and then Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, then Iron Man right after Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, this looks good. Um, I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm definitely going to enjoy it. I'm not as pumped as you are for it, Chris. I, see, I haven't watched Iron Fist yet. And so. Iron Fist, I, Iron Fist just didn't do it for me. And how they did Danny Rand, and then to still see Danny with just the one glowing fist and not having the the whole spirit of Kaloon or whatever. He's, you know, he's he's the guy that should be having the most fun doing all this, and they really made him like, well, my parents are dead. Oh, they forgot to put fun in these Netflix shows. Uh, well, uh, Luke Cage had fun. Oh, okay. Luke Cage was my favorite part of Jessica Jones, and I can't get through once he left that show. Or, you know those things. I'm like I, I kind of was done with Jessica Jones, and I have not gone back to Netflix series since. Um, Maybe Defenders will have the fun because you'll get to see Luke Cage and Danny Rand become friends. I mean, seems like just based off the trailer, like oh, they're not at odds, but he punches him in the face. They're the unlikely pairing. <clears throat> yeah, then, you know, maybe out of this we'll see our heroes. We have that moment like, oh, we're a superhero team, you know, bulletproof man, blind ninja, whatever you are. Classy. Uh, you know, like, that's him kind of having that, being that fun, but you haven't, I just watched a season of him not being fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you, like, I haven't read the new <clears throat> series that's come out now, but if you can go back to the last Iron Fist, the way you unzip your thing, I thought you were going to, like, unveil, like, an Iron Fist shirt, like, how is, no. No, I'm wearing a shirt with a five on it because it's Cinco de Mayo today. Um, I thought that was a V. It's a V. It's a five. Uh, Roman numeral for five. The, um, the uh, uh, the living weapon, like Max series that came out a couple years ago, was by um, Carrie. Carrie. Oh, Carrie Andrews. Uh, that wasn't fun, but the Power Man and Iron Fist book that just started yeah. coming out last year hell of a lot of fun. So, I mean, I think Daniel Rand's kind of one of those characters. You can have both. Yeah. Why not both? Why not both? That's from a commercial. I don't remember what it was for, though. Uh, car glue. Car glue. Oh, yeah. You need I, to glue I, all your cars <laughs> to other cars. Mm-hmm. Those car glues. Um, yeah. And I think what that's about it for our news. I had shit about computers, but it wasn't anything that you guys really wanted to talk about. Um, We said the last writer from Valve left. Oh, yeah. yeah. The very last uh, writer that worked on the Half-Life series has now left Valve, meaning there are no more writers that have worked on the Half-Life series at all. Those two games over 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, So we're get the dirt out. It's time to bury your hopes and dreams for a Half-Life 3. Um, but they couldn't just hire other writers to write it, though, right? 
Well, they could, but it wasn't still not the same. It's still kind of like it's not what you've been waiting for for the last twenty some odd years, because it's not that original team together, like getting that done or having yeah, that vision. At this point, you'll have people that loved playing Half Life, and now they want to do tell, right by it. Tell the story. It's, it's going to be the Star Wars: The Force Awakens and Rogue One, and hopefully Last Jedi syndrome, where it's not being done by the people who did it originally, but mm-hmm. it's being done by the people who grew up loving it and it shaped everything that they made. So maybe it'll be better. <clears throat> maybe. Maybe we'll be getting, you know, the current prequels and not the current sequels, not the prequels. Yeah. Well, no. The Rogue One was a sequel. Wars. was a prequel. Things in Star Wars. Yeah. Canon's That's terms. That's and also, about talking about uh, Hulu, Hulu Originals coming out with Runaways. Hmm? So you got to spend what is it nine ninety nine a month? No, it's cheaper than that. Seven ninety nine a month? It might be like yeah, it's like eight <clears> or something. I, I think I pay we pay eleven ninety nine, and that's for no commercials. Okay, how would you feel about paying twenty nine dollars more, but also getting live television, including your ESPN? Ba-da-dum, ba-da-dum, because I know you love the sports. Yeah, I don't care about sports. Um, so forty <clears> bucks a month. 50, over 50 channels. 50 Would it depend on your lineup? Because here's all. Yeah, I, I, I think it's important to know like what other networks are available. I'm assuming like your regular like so that Hulu has like your ABC, CBS. Yep. Fox. You get your locals. You get to your uh, your your, or your broadcasts. No, you get your uh, Cartoon sorry, Network. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. Okay, quick question. Now, when you say your locals, do you just mean like the broadcast? The broadcast, so you don't get like the affiliates, so you won't have like your news or anything. I don't know if it says if you get your uh, affiliates or not, but I would assume that you would get the. You would kind of have to because I think that's one of those r- weird SEC rules. Um, but you, you do get ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC. Uh, you also get, uh, you know, all. all these are like the A&E, your Cartoon Network, you get all the FX's, uh, Fox News, Food Channel, Channel, Boomerang, Food, yep, Food Network, HGTV, History. Oh, you Disney get the Channel. you get the Chiller Channel. Disney XD, E. You know that's uh, True TV actually has some like decent shows. The the uh, Adam ruins everything television yeah. shows on. Okay, true. Yeah, I think fifty bucks a month, and you have like full access to. And you would still have your Hulu subscription, so that's why I said it would be, you know, you know, just X amount more. I think that's a good price because that's basically everything network-wise that I watched when I had cable and with internet and everything that was like a hundred something. Yeah, but can't you just still you still just watch everything, anyways? Because a lot of the TV channels now are going app. As long as you have an internet, you just sign in with who your internet provider is. As long as they also provide television, they kind of let you watch it on the app as well. You have to have the account for with TV. You have to have oh, really? a TV account, not just internet. Because I was able for a while there to do HGTV without having like HGTV part of my package back when I was internet only. <clears throat> but since I was on Verizon, they're like, oh, you're Verizon? Cool. Yeah, I think it's changed since then. Oh, okay. Might have been. Because now I have a television package, too, because, you know, I want to watch hockey. I, I think that's a fair price, though. Mm-hmm. 40 bucks isn't bad, you know, for a television package. And you don't need to add on. And you're not paying your provider. You're paying 
well, Hulu is now your provider instead of the ISP you're getting the internet on. Even though most of the ISPs uh, basically give you television as well. And um, they're also getting better deals on the internet, too. So I think a lot of them now are, are seeing that people aren't doing the TV, so they're mm-hmm. working the internets at a different different pricing too now mm-hmm. one of the big reasons hbo mm-hmm. went with hbo go is because they noticed that you know there's a lot of people cutting cable and they wanted to deassociate themselves from the television providers you mean the now is it hbo now not hbo go oh, hbo go is if you already have oh, okay. HBO with yeah the cable. hbo now then and uh i know that during the last uh, shareholder meeting because i'm a nerd uh disney was talking about espn and thinking about decoupling as well with uh, ESPN apps. Well, even with the last last show, mm-hmm. where we, like they were talking about like how that like that lot of costing, I forget like how much. Mm-hmm. Because ESPN charges your cable providers to carry ESPN. Didn't they just do like a big calling of ESPN too? Three hundred like mm-hmm. different on-air and off-air personalities, and this is it following last year's cutting of like forty yeah. or a hundred and hundred something. They don't need that many ESPNs, I feel. Yeah. The, well, that many. Well, they're keeping the channels, which I think is crazy. Oh yes, yeah. it's the on-air personalities and behind-the-scenes people that they're cutting. So you're not going to have as many talking head shows like Around the Horn. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a sports guy, so I can't really mm-hmm. talk about it too much. But I feel like, yeah, that's. But if you want, if you want, like when we started this up, the show, our podcast, ESPN, ESPN was the number one money-making sector for Disney at that point, because the parks were down because you know the economy and tourism was down all across the board. Uh, Disney didn't have Marvel, didn't have Star Wars. They're, yeah, they didn't have they didn't Fro- Pixar. They didn't have Pixar, yeah. <laughs> or they had Pixar distribution, like distribution but. It wasn't like they produced Frozen yeah. or any of the other movies. So, like, ESPN was there, like, no, we're making money with ESPN. It's great. And now ESPN is, like, a money loser for them, and everything that was used to be a money loser is now making money for them hand over fist. Like, Frozen came out, and they're just making money on films with Disney and Marvel. It's it's crazy. And they'll shit out another Pirates movie because it'll make them money. But... <laughs> This one looks good. These are cool. Like even the one that nobody likes, I like. I need to borrow. I need to watch the second and third one again. They're good. They're good. I don't think I've ever watched the third. Maybe I watched the third one once. The third the one se- I liked better on rewatching it than I did hmm. when I saw it the first time yeah. in theater. But uh, we're going to take a quick pause because we got to pour ourselves another beer. Another one. We're not we poured the beer, but uh, we're not going to talk about it now. We're actually going to get about it now. I mean, no, we're going to get into the list because we can't crack open. We can't crack open another beer this episode, and we got a lot of episode to go. So list time. Talk about the beer now, and then we just talk about the rest of the shit when you get to the shit. <laughs> oh, we got a lot of shit to do. <laughs> we got to talk about the list. Okay, comic books. Really, most because we forgot about Mate the dramatic time. reading. I know. Don't we I was... always do it after the list. <laughs> yes. Yes. But we also forgot about how we usually talk about a beer before the dramatic reading. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, the book I'm most looking forward to is actually the book that Chris is most looking forward to. Hey, I picked two books, because I was going to wait to hear what you oh. guys were talking about before I... Well, I was talking about Supergirl number nine, oh. which is Batgirl and Supergirl to it in, the, in the Phantom Zone. In the Phantom Zone. Supergirl. Batgirl. Phantom Zone. 
It starts a uh, event. It's the Escape from the Phantom Zone Part One. There it is. I picked for Paul. I picked for oh. Paul. Dramatic reading. Okay. Mm-hmm. And oh, no, I'm sorry, you picked for me. No, because I picked for you last time. No, I picked for you last time. Yeah, but we're talking about dramatic so readings. No, you're picking for me. <laughs> and the list. Don't use my phone. I'm not using your phone. I gotta find where I put my tablet. John. Paul, what are you doing? Bat- Supergirl. Supergirl number Team nine. Team up with Batgirl in the Phantom Zone. Yep. Yeah. It's this part Stop one. Have you seen my tablet? No, <laughs> I have not seen your tablet. Did you leave it in the bathroom when you're taking that poop? <laughs> We've been derailed enough. John, what's your pick for the list? Uh, this is a new young animal from DC uh, book, and this is Bug, the Adventures of a Forager. Not and Ambush. Not Ambush Bug. Not Ambush Bug, no. This is Bug, the Adventures of a Forager. Uh, this is written by Lee Allred, um, with art and cover done by her husband, Mike Allred. Hmm. This is taking um, a character who is... One of Jack Kirby's new gods in the Okay, the Forager, yeah. Uh, and them bringing him back. Um, Showed up in Final Crisis, I think. Forager bug. I don't remember. Maybe. Um, but this is something the All Reds working together. I know I'm going to like the look of the book. It might be fun. It might be great. Um, it might not be, but that's what number ones are. Well, Silver Surfer we picked up and then dropped off quickly. With Mike Allred doing the art of... Well, the book... No, the, they're still doing it. They're still, I know they're still doing it, but we dropped off. Yeah, it... Um, it felt like the, we kept on saying, oh, it might be the, like the dark Doctor Who or the Marvel Universe, but it never crossed over with anything else. Yeah, it just... And uh, it fell flat with what they were doing with... The, the polka dot dress girl. Yeah. Um, but anyways, this looks good. I know the art's going to be good. Um, so I'm looking to... I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. Even if it's just a book that I spend three ninety nine on one week, mm-hmm. um, I know that the comic book industry April has been their worst comic book month. Oh. Um, that was something that we didn't talk about, but it was it's true. Um, so April's been really bad. So they're trying to really wait, amp- wait, wait. April overall, like in the past, like decades, like April's always the worst month. This or is, this April, this April specifically, been, this April specifically has been one of their worst months. In comic like books. How many years? Like uh, I didn't read the article. I just saw mm-hmm. that this was one of their worst months that they've had in a long time. Mm. Um, which makes sense because I don't think I bought any new books in April. I bought trades. I bought trades on sale mm-hmm. because they were the same price or a dollar more than a normal issue. Hey guys, I picked up Lando. Oh, hey, I think I bought the first issue of Lando though. Yeah, uh, I, I bought the trade for four ninety nine. So a dollar more than that one issue. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, let's see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Chris, are you ready? I'm looking forward <clears throat> to seeing where All Star Batman number ten goes. Mm. Oh, All Star Batman being written by Scott Snyder, one of our all time favorites. Uh, we kind of decried All Star Batman before, just based on the artistic choices uh, that they were making with this book. But hey, number ten being drawn by Raphael Albuquerque. A co-conspirator with Scott Snyder on the American Vampire book, which is absolutely fantastic. And this is the... Which we read the first volume for. We did. Uh, I've read the entire series. Hmm. Fantastic book. Uh, This is the first ally. It's a brand new arc starting up, uh, telling the story about a Batman who can't defeat one of his villains, can't counter any of the attacks that are coming at him, and just how deep it might go. It's Lincoln March. 
It's, it's a Batman story. Um, also, also Batman, it's a series that I've been wanting to read, but just John Romita Jr. on art <laughs> did not make me want to read that book. And then I would always check in with whoever was doing the art on subsequent issues or arcs, and when I would look at the preview pages, it's just like, I don't think this is worth like the three ninety nine or four ninety nine, whatever they were charging for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Raphael Albuquerque on art, yeah, definitely. Uh, the biggest problem I have with John Romita Jr. is I was totally fine. That's my microphone. Yep. I, I was totally to fine when he was at Marvel because I didn't care or didn't want to read those Marvel books that he was on. But the fact that he keeps getting put on prestige books that I do want to read, it hurts because he is one of the worst artists in comic books to this day. He's garbage. And the, the fact that the Metal Men or whatever this new big summer event is going to be with DC, he's one of the three artists working on it. And it's like, oh, so I don't want to read that. Hmm. Not wrong. He's garbage. Not wrong. Not a fan. <clears throat> All you know right. what I am a fan of? What? Dramatic readings. Yes. Did you send it to me? And, and I, I didn't send it because I have it in front of oh. me. Chris, what time is it? And now, a dramatic reading on the Clone Conspiracy. Ooh. Number five, page 17, panel one. It's for me. I don't know if any of that is it this up. one? Yes. This panel is open. Is that a woman? Yes. They're all women. Oh. Female Electro. I have a cold. Wait! Are you that blonde spider girl from before? Yeah, and it's Spider Woman. Seriously? What is it with you and crawling around our air ducts? What can I say? I'm a teen, and I like to vent. I know, that was terrible. Zrak! This is Zerak right there. Mm-hmm. I Zeracked it. You Zeracked it. Definitely Zeracked yeah. it. Dance slot. Really mm-hmm. fun Spider-Man <laughs> books. I dig them a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. And talking about fun, summer movie blockbuster busters, guys, right? And speaking about things that we dig, uh, what about Single Cut? Hey, I've heard good things about them from us earlier on this episode. Uh, so we are drinking Softly Spoken Magic Spells, their Imperial IPA. This is 8.6%. Uh, and this was brewed a month ago. This was bottled a month ago today. This is from 4-5, and with something that you should drink fresh, it has hurt this beer. I put it right in the fridge, kept it in the dark. There's nothing, yeah, there's nothing you can do. I tried my hardest to keep this fresh for us, because I'm like, you know what, I don't want to drink a bomber alone. Uh, Maybe I should have. I think, to just, like, be able to, as a, you know, a uh, yardstick for this beer here. It's not bad. It's malty. For, for a price point, uh, seven ninety nine for softly spoken magic spells. Five ninety nine for um, a can shaky um, boxcar Joe. Shaky boxcar. Yeah. Um, Such a weird name, but I love it. But I don't remember it. Uh, so for that fact, it's like oh, you almost kind of. You missed it because this is one of their highest rated beers. This is the one that everyone says is one of their best things that they've done. 
So it's sad. One, I have a bit of a cold, and I'm not tasting this great. But the other fact is that the essence of the beer is a bit gone. Um, the fact that we're still drinking it and it's still enjoyable, even though it's a month old. Some of these beers have a time limit. Um, Born Again Yesterday yeah. being a big one where... I have a 12-pack unopened. And John's like, ugh, it's already past its date. And I'm like, oh. I will. That's your Steam Sale ketchup beer now. (laughs) Whenever you play a game, just... (laughs) Well, it's it's tough when you've had it. Yeah. When it, like, at its peak, and you're like, oh, shit. And then you're like, hmm. Like, all the single cuts are new for me, so I haven't had this before. I think it's a good drinkable, like, Double IPA. It's, I mean, it does not drink like a double IPA. It, it doesn't, like, what is this, 8%? 8.5. Eight eight, yeah, 8.6. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. I put it at a 2.75. It's bargatory worthy, but I kind of wish I had had it at its peak. Um, even just having the Tell Shaky and Boxcar Joe. Joe, whatever. I never remember the Boxcar Joe. Um, the can's this, right next to you. It is. I, I have to turn around. <coughs> there it is. Um, this isn't bad. It's definitely not to the level that the other one is, but it's not. It's not bad. I mean, I I drank what I had poured, and then you let me graciously have the rest of the bottle. So thank you for that because I, I still drink it. I enjoy it, but I'm kind of sad that I don't know, and probably will never know what this could have been. Uh, it it. it. It is sad, and there's a reason. Like when I when I bring these in and I sell them, people go, "What's the what's the date on it?" You know, mm-hmm. and they they every you know if anyone knows, like... anyone who knows grabs it and looks for the date, and I say, you know, it's like eh, it's two weeks, and there have been some where I've had it at three weeks, and I think it tastes better than fresh. Um, all beers are going to be a the little one bit XPA, different. The one XPA, you were like, drink it now. It's so much better. Yeah. Um, and that was like three or four weeks later. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, every beer is different. Softly spoken, just disappeared. You know, it just disappeared within the bottle. Mm. You know what doesn't disappear, though? The movies that we're going to be talking about. Some no, have, no they will. Might. Some of them might, but not not our top matchups here. Because it's time for our annual <clears throat> summer blockbuster movie bracket buster number five or six, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. The Bracketeer. The Bracketeer. Uh, and to start off right off, so every year we come together and we pick out 16 that we think are going to be the top movies of the year. Well, these are the Sometimes si- we're surprised. These are the 16 that somewhat coincide with us in our viewing mm-hmm. process. These are 16 of the movies that are coming out all year. But these are the ones that have a bit of nerd. They're going to be definitely comic book movies. Or sometimes it's just a family movie and we're like, yeah, this is going to make more money than some other movie that we want to talk about. Like Finding Dory last year. Mm-hmm. Despicable Me 3 this year. Well, yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. To me, too, I think Cars is something definitely, if they did better than Cars 2, it's yeah, going to be good. I have not seen I any of them. I enjoyed the care. Despicable Me movies. I'm actually, the preview for Despicable Me 3, just, Despicable Me three looks good. It was like okay, I'm, I'm yeah. I might see that in the theater. But we'll talk about all these movies. We get to talk about all these sixteen movies all at once, all at all at the beginning of the summer before any of them are released in theaters. Before we get to see any of them, we, we better get on it. Because uh-huh. 
Guardians of the Galaxy came out last night. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure we saw it this afternoon. Ah, shh. Time machines, guys. Time machines. We haven't used one of those in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to talk about Guardians, we're, we're, it's pitted up in our bracket versus uh, Valerian. And the Lost City. The City oh. of Tomorrow. Oh, the City of Tomorrow? <laughs> or, no, the City, city of, of a Thousand, thousand planets. planets. Yeah. <laughs> so we're both wrong. Chris is right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Guardians but, wins. I had to look it up because every time I was trying to think of the title for it, I couldn't remember because it's something that's just so... It's like our bracket buster. Because <laughs> there's some other it's movie like calling <laughs> that's <laughs> like <laughs> the Lost City okay. of Z. <laughs> Valerian killed John. I think Guardians makes more money than Valerian. I think it does. I think Valerian looks interesting, and what gets me about this movie is all of the teasers and commercials for it's like based off the groundbreaking graphic novel, and I'm just like, I've never heard of it. And like even after like last week when we set up what we're going to be talking about for the bracket, Mm -hmm. I had to look it up and be like, what graphic novel is this? Because I don't even know. Yeah. And. I still don't even remember what it is. Get ready to say that about, again about another movie. Because the teaser that we saw today, even when we went to see Guardians, it was like, based on the graphic novel that mm-hmm. shaped a generation. I'm like, what graphic novel? I do and which, which generation? Um, uh, later on, Atomic Blonde, also something we didn't realize was a comic. That's what I was teasing I, I just think, a second ago. I think it looks cool. But in that Wachowski Jupiter ascending, like, oh, this looks like a no. cool like take on Slash Fifth Spike. Element. I'm never going. Fifth Element is cool though. Like <laughs> this is the like, same director though, Fifth uh, Element. Uh, yeah, like celebrating his 20th anniversary this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks cool. Come I'll on, come on, come on. Can you believe it? They have a 20 years ago, Come on. <laughs> come on. It's good. It's good, Chris Tucker. Me. Um, <laughs> you want to see the words coming out of my mouth? It, it looks cool. It's a song, it's a song, song. It's the else. same person, right? It's the same person that sings the song song. Yes, Paul. So He's yeah. Cisco. Uh-huh. See, eventually when it's on, like, USA, and I'm at someone's house randomly, and it just happens to be on in the background. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, not getting into review territory. Guardians of the Galaxy, one of my top favorite Marvel movies. This one is something that really hit and it hit hard with not just Marvel movie fans but movie fans because this was like the black sheep or the dark horse of the Marvel movie family. like nobody knew or expected what it could do and then man it fucking delivered uh, two I really enjoyed I think this is also going to bring people in because summer movies yeah they should be that blockbuster get people in the seats but I think they need to be fun and what's Guardian of the Galaxy except big action explosion fun? Uh, and this is also something that I think James Gunn knows how to do is, oh, we're making a sci-fi movie. We can make it look like whatever we want. So, yeah, that guy's going to have rainbow fire breath. And, you know, sometimes it's fire and, breath that hurts people, and sometimes it's just bad breath, I guess. And the, thing, the thing about Guardians, though, like, no matter how dark or heavy it is, there's always some kind of button on the back end that just alleviates that pressure a little bit. Like, there's always something that just makes you, like, laugh or giggle or, like, even just smirking. It's like, no, I'm still having fun at this movie. And I always go back to something like Batman v Superman. Mm. No Martha. fun. No fun. 
and that's I need something to come out of a movie interesting like yeah I enjoyed it mm-hmm. uh, yeah I smiled I think Valerian and um, the city of a thousand planets is going to catch on after the theaters a lot DVD. like Fifth Element did it's going to catch on with people and have that kind of cult status after the fact because Fifth Element wasn't a I saw that success. at the Palace Theater I, I with saw one of the my theater. friends. I saw it in the theaters too, and I and loved I really it. liked it. Yeah, but well, it thing, didn't make a ton of money in the theaters. We were it in middle school at that point. It made everything after the fact. The thing about Valerian, it's hung up too much on the pedigree of it to actually showcase what the movie itself is. I feel, mm-hmm. and also that lead character, that that guy, the, he just looks he's like a dick. He's so forgetful. I just know the other girls like Cara Delevingne. Nice, he was the Green Goblin. Was he? He was the Green he, Goblin in Spider-Man that, 2. That dude is so forgetful. Sure. I haven't seen Spider-Man 2, I guess. And I just I recognize the other girl from... What's your from... favorite director from uh, the Pirates movies? Gore Verbinski. Yeah, he, was just, he just started in the last Gore Verbinski movie. Rango? No. I don't um, remember what else he's done besides he did, Pirates. This year he released the movie um, The Cure for Wellness or something like oh, that. Oh, that looked cool. Yeah, he started in that. Oh, I, I, it looked cool. I didn't see it. Uh... But I think it just looks like I think everybody's. And I don't think I want to write. Everybody's from. votes is yeah, going to be for yeah, and Guardians. 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 We're ever. This is not like a normal list where we pick one, and that's the winner. Mm-hmm. We this all is, have our. We individual. all are going to have our own individual ones, but yeah. we're all going to pick that. I think Valerian. I think Valerian is going to be good. It and looks, I think it looks catch cool. on, but it's not going to be in the theaters. My yeah. wife loves. Fifth Element. It's one of the sci-fi movies she thinks looks cool, is cool, and she'll watch it. Super, uh, super friend of the show, Janet. Uh, she named one of her dogs Lilo. Oh, nice. Multipass. She, she she loves Fifth Element. Her last name, <clears throat> that cat's last name is Multipass, right? It's a dog. Oh, the, her dog's last name is Multipass, right? Uh, it's Lilo. As far no, as no. But well. then her also her other dog's name is Jovi, after Mila Jovovich. Huh. This is right in her wheelhouse, and... I haven't heard her mention it at all. Uh, but yeah, Kate, like we watched a preview at the movie today and she gave it a thumbs down. And I'm like, I guess it's not going to break that list. I guess I might see if John will go to me, go with me to that. Mm-hmm. So and I mean, Guardians. that comes out, that's mid-July. That's mm-hmm. 7-21, July 21st for yeah, Valerian. It's kind of buried in the summer. Uh, so we have a family matchup right now, and that's Despicable Me 3 versus Cars 3. And I will go with, I think Despicable Me 3 is going to make more money than Cars 3. And Cars is 616, 630 is Despicable Ooh. Me, so they're really close together. If there's a drive-in by you. Yep, you might get to this. You know, go get this. Here's the thing, like, I'm looking forward to both of these mm. movies, and... I'm not a fan of Cars. Like it's my least favorite of all the Pixar, like family of movies. Mm-hmm. I never even saw Cars two. But Car- this is a grimy Cars reboot. three. It it's a grimy like reboot. It it looks good as good as a movie based around anthropomorphic mm-hmm. cars could be. Despicable Me three. As much as I don't like the minions and just how stupid and latchy they are, people love the Minions for some reason. I saw the Minions movie not great because it lacked everything I liked about that family dynamic that you had with Gru adopting these three kids and then basically becoming a father. And like he mm-hmm. used to be like the world's greatest supervillain. He kind of falters in that when he becomes something more than that. 
I'm looking forward to Despicable Me 3 more. Also has the voice of uh, the one creator from South Park, is the villain. I think it's Trey Parker. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I was trying to think of it. They come as such like a package deal. I don't remember if it's <laughs> Matt Stowe or Trey Parker at this point. I think it's Trey. Um, but then also we're getting like Gru's twin brother in it. Also played by Stephen Carell. Also, which Steve Carell's just fantastic. He's just such a cool dude. Um, I don't know. Despicable Me 3 gets my vote. Like, this is the one that mm-hmm. I might see both of them. I'm more likely to see Despicable Me 3, though. Yeah, it's Trey Parker. I'm not going to see either one, but just because of my Facebook feed, old ladies, women in their 50s love those minions. <laughs> Fucking minions, man. So despicable. Uh, I, I know I've said this before on the show, and I've said it over on Parks and Rec too. I don't understand the minions love because you go anywhere in Orlando, you're going to see people wearing minions T-shirts, and mm-hmm. they say banana. They say banana. Oh no! You just saw minions. Like yeah, that was that's it. it. That's the whole movie. Uh, I saw the first Despicable Me, and it was okay. It's got heart. Like that's the thing. It has uh, iCarly. Is doing the one of the voices, and that's cool. But I so won't. fluffy. I'm not uh, gonna see any no, of the other ones. No, Despicable Me. I I enjoy them. I'm when this one aired, I didn't even know they were making one. And when I saw the trailer, I was like, okay, I'd see that. Um, so the Despicable Me three. That's the thing. Like when I saw the Minions trailer, I was like, Minions. But when I saw the Despicable Me trailer, I was like, eh, Despicable Me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that takes us to Spider-Man versus The Mummy. Spider-Man coming out right after 4th of July, 7-7. And The Mummy um, coming out kind of shortly at 6-9. Uh, I'm looking forward to both these movies. Um, they are no longer making the Universal monster movies a connected universe. What? Is it because the Dracula movie with Luke Evans really didn't catch? or uh, That bombed, and they couldn't get anything else working. I think Johnny Depp dropped out from the Invis- playing the Invisible Man. And then that they- doesn't matter. You just cast anybody. You won't see him. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. But I think um, they just are going to do them all as a standalone movies. But and then is- they'll try to circle back and be like, how can we make this work? But this is the one that was already shot and filmed and has um, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, but no, who's um, who's the guy from Gladiator? Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe as Van Helsing mm. in the movie, who so is supposed a, to be the linchpin connecting all of these he's the monster movies. Yeah, he's the one connecting all the monsters to then make a group so wait, to f- save the world. So it also tie into Superman. Yes. Because he's Superman's dad. He's Superman's dad. So he's going to get Superman to kill the mummy. And also he'll find... He's the master commander, so he'll... He's going to he's gonna drive a boat, boat into yeah. the mummy. All the monsters then fight in the Coliseum. Yes. Oh, yeah. In the Coliseum, because... Every movie... Uh-huh. And then he Russell sings about 24601. And also... And everyone's going to say poorly. He's saying poorly. <laughs> he and also math. There's a lot of math. And, is, yeah, he was a boxer in the one movie. Uh-huh. And then he throws phones at people. Yes. All of those um, things. Yes. <clears throat> I, I'm really looking forward to The Mummy, and it's not just because I love Brendan Fraser movies, and I don't want to let go of that part of my life. Uh, the first one's fun. The second one's okay. The, the second one's fun. Uh, Scorpion King, not great. Didn't see it. You're not Stop missing caring. out. But I still saw it, because it was... 
the mummy movies are fun and like circling back summer movies i feel need that just element of fun mm. i don't know if this is going to have any of that yeah. because the the mummy it was that kind of indiana jones the librarian you know because mm-hmm. right tbs tbs why not? it was fun uh this doesn't have that but I'm I'm looking forward to it in a way that I didn't think I would because I didn't even see the the Dracula Lives or it was really bad whatever they called I, it they couldn't finish watching and that was the one Wait. that they they launched like no here's Universal like throwing all Wait, that this is the second of the Universal Studios movies well they Lots made that Dracula Untold and then they're going to have Luke Evans then continue on playing Dracula in the rest of these movies this was Universal being like hey we have all all mm-hmm. of the monsters yeah, yeah. like. They used Classic to that. cinema, like that was that was what Universal was known for. So they were like, "Here we are, we're rebranding and updating everything." Turner Classic Movies. They tried to convince me that this was the thing back every Halloween. They, you know, at eleven o'clock at night. And there's nothing wrong with it. Like, yeah, that that should be a thing. This should be something that Universal is going ahead with and following up on because mm-hmm. it's Golden Age cinema. Like, it's always going to be there. Why not keep it going? Let some things stay buried, unlike mummies. But Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> yeah. Everything, Spider-Man. everything I wanted from a Spider-Man movie that... You've never gotten. I, I feel like I should have gotten. And I kind of did get a little bit of with uh, Tobey Maguire and Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2. Captain America Civil War. Like, the 12 minutes that we get Spider-Man in that movie, fantastic. They did yeah. such a great job of just nailing both Peter Parker and Spider-Man in that <clears throat> homecoming it's when I, first, I can't wait when I first started dating Kate uh, we shared you know we were just dating at the time uh, she you came her upside over, down she came over for Thanksgiving once and uh, she's like why does your dad want to watch Spider-Man on Thanksgiving? And I'm like... Because he's a huge Macy Gray fan. Because it happens during Thanksgiving. It makes sense, and it's a fun movie. Like, why wouldn't you, like... Green Goblin shows up to Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. You, you, you hang out, you watch Spider-Man, it's it's on theme? It's fine. I don't... Why are you complaining about this? Listen, are you going to have a problem when we watch Gremlins for Christmas? <laughs> and <laughs> Die a, Hard? That's a Christmas movie. And Die Hard is. And also, Di- and also Daredevil every uh, Valentine's Day? Like... She'll watch Daredevil every Valentine's Day. But, yeah, for some reason, Kate has a problem with the Thanksgiving Spider-Man movie. But I do not have a problem with Spider-Man Homecoming. I think Spider-Man is definitely going to be the winner. I think The Mummy looks good. It looks entertaining. I mean, we watched the trailer for it today. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would would watch it. I'm not going to go to the theater to see it. I really want The Mummy to do well, though. I I want it to do well enough. But... Honestly, that mummy. Unlike the uh, who is the co-star in uh, the Brendan version, the girl, the woman, she was cute. She was cute. This this mummy girl, she's mummyish for far too long. Mm. And I'm like, I really needed her to be cute. I I like that they're going more on that like suspense horror than they are like that kind of like fun adventure. Even the mummy the guy was, was the, thing the sexy with guy. Brendan Fraser's. They should have, instead of doing continuous mummy movies, is they should have franchised Moved out, him out on something else. Make him yeah. an Indiana Jones type character, because that's what like he was. He just was tied up in that mummy movie. So next time, have him like look for like, you know, 
the lost city of gold in Africa, and he's with, you know... You mean South America? Whatever. We don't know where the lost city of gold is. <laughs> it's lost. That's but why we don't with, know. But, but again, he's with Evie. He's with the... Evie, he, yeah. He's with Evie's brother, and they're on just another adventure. They're not going up against the yeah. mummy again, because that mummy, too, is just so stupid, and when they're in the hot air balloon at the end, and they're kid is stuck in the thing with him. Because he has a bracelet. He does. He's got the Scorpion King bracelet. They did a misstep with that. I think not having everything set in stone of how they wanted to do these universal movie, monster movies is a misstep with the subplot of The Mummy. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think this is going to be interesting. I think it's interesting that I think the way the trailers make it out to be is Tom Cruise can't die. He's tied in with the mummy. He's connected to her. You know, he wakes up in the march, you know, in the morgue and everything. So I'm interested to see where the mummy goes. If I hear really good things, I'll go see it in the theater. Or, but come on, but I'm waiting. I think I'm going to wait more for. Now that I heard that Russell Crowe is Van Helsing, I don't care because Van Helsing doesn't even kill Dracula. He was a Texan. Everybody knows that. He was a Texan. Everyone everyone knows that. We we do know that now. So Van Helsing... Paul made a point to... Van Helsing is shit at his job, so screw him and being in the money. He's just a doctor. Uh, Yeah, but did he save anybody? No. Mina still died. So good job, Dr. Helsing. Mina Harker was screwed from the beginning, though. Uh, You know who wasn't screwed? Pirates. Pirates. They're never screwed. They, they, they just keep on living. Paul said it. They're never screwed. They're just screwing everybody else. Uh, so Pirates, <coughs> the Dead Man Tell No Tales versus... War the, for the Planet oh, of the Apes. Oh, War of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, things escalated quickly over though over that Planet of the Apes. I, I feel um, I can't come into this... I'm voting Pirates, just because Pirates yeah. are better than Apes. I, I haven't seen any of the uh, Planet of the Apes movies still. I've seen them. I like them. Uh, you've, yeah. you've said good things about them. When does when does Apes come out? Because it's normally uh, been August. 7-14. Oh, wow. Earlier release. Okay. So, mid-July. And then uh, 5-26. So, in a oh, couple Pirates. Of weeks, Pirates yeah. is coming out. Pirates is going to get more money, just because of the earlier release. <clears throat> so, it's not going to suffer from people like being burnt out? Uh, or people still going to be seeing Guardians of the Galaxy? I think people will... It's two different things. They're, they're very different. Um, Pirates, it's got that fun factor that I'm looking for in a movie. It's got Johnny Depp, who people love, and he's a box office draw. But I think this is going to do better than the last Pirates movie, though, because we now have Orlando Bloom coming back in his cursed state as Will Turner. Also... Leaked or announced, I don't know. Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley also returning. Uh, I think having all those characters come back for this one is going to bring back those pirate purists that might not have liked On Stranger Tides so much because Johnny Depp was the only character that came back for it. Jeffrey Rush was in it. I don't think he was. Yeah, he was. Was he? Remember they're tied to the, they were like bodies. They were I, tied to a pine uh, a pine tree or. Like a coconut tree. I've only seen that movie once. It's the Pirates movie that I've seen the least because I own the other three on um, on DVD. So um, that that's a me bad. 
I'm I'm looking forward to this one more than I was on Stranger Tides, though. And it might be because I, you know, I get more Will Turner. I'm going to get more of that swashbuckling feel because Will was such a great kind of entry point character into that world. That yeah, like he's he's kind of the everyman alongside, um, oh, Keira Knightley, uh, Elizabeth Swan. Uh, I got five words for you. Okay. Javier Bardem as the bad guy. Mm-hmm. I think that's at, six. The ghost pirate. Uh, and it looks he looks so cool as it. And um, will you tell him? <clears throat> the first the first teaser makes it look a little bit more. He's more funny, but the second trailer makes him look badass. Demon ghost sharks <laughs> hunting him down big time. And I think that's going to be the selling point for me for this movie. I think people are a little... They might be a little over the Pirates movie. It's been long enough, so maybe they're ready for it to come back. But I think a lot of people are over Johnny Depp. Um, I did not like him showing up at the very end of Fantastic Beasts where to find him. I'm like... A lot of people were pissed about that. Because people really liked Colin Farrell as Mm -hmm. a bad guy. Like really, and then the Mordecai. But that just that movie just didn't do well because of the movie. I feel. And also, what was the vampire one that happened before there? He was the oh Dark Shadows. Yeah, but Dark Shadows. Oh. And then that was it a done, comedy. And it was yeah, just, it was done more as like a comedy than it was like the like soap opera stuff. Mm-hmm. And my mom loved Dark Shadows. <laughs> my mom loved Dark Shadows too. I don't think she even saw the movie. Yeah, uh, my mom didn't go see the movie because I I think Pirates is going to do really well because it's yeah. a return to the Pirates formula that worked. It's I'm excited Pirates about it. with curses, and here we are, what's going to happen? I mean, the, in the past week, I don't know if you guys saw the video, but Johnny Depp appeared as Jack Sparrow at the Disneyland version of Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, you were going through the ride, and then all of a sudden, you just see Jack Sparrow there, and then he starts, like, talking to your boat. Mm-hmm. People like lost their shit over that. He also I mean, took over a whole uh, elementary school in England once. He did, as, yeah, as Jack Sparrow, and, th- and that's really cool. And I mean, it could just be like the fact that like it happened in that mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, but people lost their shit about donuts that had a little extra black icing on them. Chris, it was like Star Wars, like stormtroopers, <laughs> yeah, in, uh, in Buffalo. But I because it was of the moment. You know, sometimes. I feel like having the whole crew back together for a Pirates movie is going to do more than just having, like, Jack Sparrow and here's another Pirate story. Because Strange Shad's not a bad movie, but it just, it lacked a little something that I think we're going to have again. It was missing magic. It was. Um, War for the Planet of the Apes is going to get my vote. Good. I think all of them have been really good. They've been a step up. I needed to earn a point somewhere. The computer, the computer effects have looked the they're better than what they did for Star Wars with uh, Leia and uh, Grand Marf, and they're they're doing apes talking apes, and they've been better since the first movie that came out five years ago. Six is years James ago? Franco still in them, or was he only in the no, first? No, he was only in the okay. first one. I I never saw any of them, so he had to go get his doctorate at some place. He had, he had to do five other movies. Um. But the War for the Planet of the Apes, I really like. You I, voted for the Apes movies each and every yeah, time we've done a bracket you, that it's been, been on the bracket. Yeah, 
And I think one of the things, too, I love the look of Woody Harrelson as the bad guy in that as well. So that's going to be my vote is planets. All right. So we got to have Wonder Woman <clears throat> versus Atomic Blonde, which is the surprise graphic novel hit of the summer, guys. Atomic Blonde. Did uh, not know it was based off of a graphic novel. Uh, you can get it this week, upcoming, uh, reprinted. But uh, come on, it's Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman <laughs> looks like it is the last great hope for the DC cinematic universe. If this movie isn't good, I have no hopes for Justice League. I have no hopes for anything else that they do. See, I think Wonder Woman looks... It's going to be really good, and Wonder Woman's going to be my pick. Um, I like Charlize Theron. I think Atomic Bond's going to be a cool, like... Yeah, but it's not going to do any better than, like, that, uh... What was the the uh, spy one that came out last year that we kind of like? Oh! The, like, it was based off the TV uh, Man show. Man from Uncle. Man from yeah. Uncle. I don't think it's going to do anything no, better I, I than that. No, I don't think it's going to. I think Wonder Woman on its own is just going to be a draw, because it's, it's our first ever Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. I think it looks great, um... There's been a lot of blowback that they're not spending the money to... We look for our not episode that came I, out I last actually, weekend. I'm looking forward to listening to that. Um, but at the same time, I can understand them not throwing the money to publicize this movie because... They already it, got the butts in the seats. If, if it doesn't catch, that's money that's already been wasted. If it does catch with what little that they've spent on it, they've saved that cash and... How much money goes into marketing movies that just go absolutely nowhere? Like, that's chalked up to some of the reason, like, that movies count as a failure because, I, oh, we spent $180 million on well, the advertising, whole... but it didn't it didn't put people in the theater. But if you listen to the Nod episode, it's not only that that people are backlashing about. It's the money that they don't need to spend because they enter into, like, cross-promotional agreements where the studio doesn't spend any money, but they get... Like the cross, they actually earn money by oh, Hostess cupcakes are now featured with one Wonder Woman, or we like find there's cookies with one Wonder Woman on it. Yeah, like, but those are like kind of cross branded. Not only are there the Wonder Woman cookies, there's also the Batman cookies, and it's like you don't trust that Wonder Woman would sell. Listen to last the not episode, but you it, learn more. But even going back to the publishing though, and I don't want to step away from the movies too much. Oops, um, there's there's a reason we get like four Batman books a month, but we still just get one Wonder Woman, Superman, same thing. Mm-hmm. But some there, of the times there's such a, a stronger following, and that's nothing against Wonder Woman as a character or like a mm-hmm. book because Paul, you love Wonder Woman, like mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, fantastic book when Brian Azrael and Cliff Chang were on it. There's just been. They were talking about a All-Star Wonder Woman. They were talking about yeah. the Earth-1 Wonder Woman book. It's, Sometimes it gets caught up in just the promotional production hell. Because Earth-1 Wonder Woman, right? We mm-hmm. saw preview pages of it. Years. Shh, don't tell anybody we saw those. Yeah. Because the, the artist who's awesome, uh, Yavik, Yannick Paquette. Yannick Paquette did not want us to see it. And he bust, he like took him out from underneath the yeah. table. It's like, no, I'm working on it. I'm just waiting on more pages from Grant Morrison. But like sometimes there's just delays. And then the All Star, I don't know where that is. No. It's and kind of like circle back. We're now getting Batgirl and then we also get Batgirl and the Birds of Prey like every other week. You're getting a Batgirl book. Mm-hmm. It still doesn't happen with Wonder Woman though. So I think people 
like her and respect her as a hero, but it might not have that audience. I think they like her and respect her as an icon, but don't understand her as the comic book hero that we read every time. So justifiable that Warner Brothers wouldn't be putting all that money into trying to get people in the seats when they know, like, here's where we are for the... We can use the comics as a divining rod, maybe, to say, like, comic diehards aren't even willing to shell out that money. How are we going to feel with people trying to go to the theater? And that's all supposition on my part. Mm-hmm. Like, don't don't come at me for... And they, they were... They are putting money behind this movie. Yeah. Um, they're just not doing it in the same ad campaign that they did, like Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, they were trying to drum up as much interest... And you saw through, it, you saw it online. They were putting online, it yeah. online on your Facebook. At, at, at and, that point, like just kind of like support that Suicide Squad is a much harder sell than Wonder Woman is. Oh yeah, and I and I agree. I think Wonder Woman. You put the trailers up, people see it, and they're gonna go, okay. They're gonna make their idea from what the action looks like in the movie, whether or not they're gonna go. So all you have to do is put the trailers up and the teasers and the little bit of action, and that's how you're selling this movie. The other one, you're selling the characters to make you interested in, in a way, dressing up as that character for yeah. Halloween. At, at that point, you're selling more your take on Superman or Batman. Uh, well, that's the whole thing, is they're not putting, <clears throat> putting out that merchandising like they did for... Like, you don't get a Go-Gurt that's branded Batman v Superman, or, you know, branded Wonder Woman. Like we did for Wonder Woman. So I'm actually not gonna go for Wonder Woman. I'm gonna do Atomic Blonde. You this. think she's gonna Atomic Blonde? Is I think gonna Atomic make Blonde right, opening weekend. Right now, Atomic Blonde has eight out of ten rating uh-huh. for it on the previews and for overseas. They have not listed anything for Wonder Woman. I think Wonder Woman is gonna get a quick burst when it comes out. But from some of the rumors that I've heard. It's not a good movie. They, it's DC. They just didn't make a good movie. Um, and that's kind of the hubbub that I've heard. And I think people like these rated R heavier violent movies. I mean... Was, was Born Identity? Born, the Born, Trin- I, the Born Identities, I believe, are PG-13s. Man of Uncle was 13. Yeah, but that was... Man from U.N.C.L.E. was a... Uh, I liked it. It was campy. It was See, campy I thought fun. it was okay. I didn't think... I didn't. I wouldn't say I liked it. Huh. I thought it was okay. I, I thought it was campy fun, which might serve for you as okay. See, I don't... My, I like campy. I like campy fun, especially with different things, but this movie did not... It did not sell me. Mm-hmm. Um, Man from U.N.C.L.E., at least. I think Atomic Blonde looks like a kind of hardcore action movie that I think we've really been missing. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people have been missing. You're going to get superhero movie upon superhero movie upon superhero movie, and some of it is going to be what looks really good to you, and then it's going to be what the hubbub is about. Uh, and I, Wonder Woman, I think, is not going to have the best response. Okay. I can understand that Atomic Blonde does seem like it's going to fill that Mission Impossible niche, yeah. which makes more money, and it's usually on our bracket somewhere. Um, but Wonder Woman is my mm-hmm. vote. I have to go with my heart. Ryan Azzarello, Cliff Chang. 
So you're Greg Rucka. You're going for a heart but, that, of a comic book that you like that came out two years ago. But, you know, Greg Rucka's coming out now. That's good. Here's the thing. Like, I think Atomic Blonde, I think it's going to be cool in that kind mm-hmm. of fun action movie it, mind frame. I think Wonder Woman's just going to do better because... Because of some blockbuster and wanting to eat popcorn while watching a movie. Yeah, I, I think Wonder Woman's going to be that movie that I see to see it. Atomic Blonde's going to be that movie I stop whatever I'm doing when it's on <laughs> to watch it because of like, oh, I it's hate Atomic it. Blonde. I did hate I that I do that movie. with Jason Statham movies, and man... Great times. I do hate that we put these two movies together, but there was no other place to put them on the bracket. Like, it was just... It's on the nose, but it makes sense that these two go up against each other. Uh, Unlike Dunkirk and Dark Tower, which seems... Like, you know, I think these two movies are tough to put together. Uh, I think they're good for reasons that do not relate. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with my vote to keep this podcast moving with Dark Tower, just because Stephen King... Uh, Idris Elba, Matthew McConaughey. I don't think either of those two actors draw people to the theaters. I think people will see They're, Stephen uh, King, Dark Tower, and they'll go to see it. Um, I, try, see, I tried to read Dark Tower. I could not... The first book sucks. You're I not supposed not, to read it. I could not. I could not get through it. And... Seeing the trailer and having read half of the book, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm interested. I think Dunkirk with the World War II and it being... Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan, like, my butt is in the seat. I am definitely going to be going to see We it. cried over that movie. We cried check about out, the trailer. Check out a not episode for that. Both these movies have something going for them. I mean, it's Christopher Nolan, and I might not have ever read any of the Dark Tower books, but I did read... The actual um, the comic coming out for Marvel, uh, written by J. Michael Straczynski, and then it was drawn by um, uh, Jay Lee, mm-hmm. and it was it was a great like atmospheric comic book. I'm more looking forward to Dark Tower than Dunkirk. Um, it, Idris Elba was awesome. Okay. I'm not the biggest Matthew McConaughey fan, but. All right. He, All right. He just All right. a cool dude, and he like is. he just he brings a presence to the movies that he's in. So he was the uh, tiger in uh, Jungle. Because Elbra is the person. He was that Charlie Murcher really or Charlie Myers. I mean, there's that online campaign for him to be the next James Bond. He should have been. Yeah. Well, back before he, he came out, like, and when he was, uh, it was somewhere I can't remember, but he was like, no, Luther's my James Bond. He's like, that's. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what before. He, he wants to be known for, like, doing that rather than, like, playing a part as someone else. Mm-hmm. I love, too, that he absolutely hates being in the Marvel movies. Really? Yeah. As a Hemdall? Well, yeah, and uh, half of it was, like, they, you know, they make him go back for reshoots or they do this or that for him. And I remember there's a scene, it's him, like... I would hate it, too, because he had to put on the stupid contacts. Dark, dark, dark world where, like, he runs and he jumps off the bridge and yeah, puts the sword That's the such ship. a badass point. There's, like, a picture of him, or there's a video of him, like, hanging in a uh, harness. And he's just hanging there, and he's like, I fucking hate this! <laughs> <laughs> he was also Charles Minor in The Office. Yeah. Which he's great at, too. He's a great soccer player in that. Uh, let's not kick the ball any around any longer. Let's uh, go right into our next the matchup. matchup. Everyone's right. been waiting for. Well, I, I'm voting for Dunkirk. <laughs> I, I, um, yeah. I voted for Dark Tower. I did Dark Tower. Dark Tower is going to be the one that I, mm-hmm. if I have to pick one to see, it would 
It would be Dark Tower. All right, so Transformers versus Aliens Covenant. <sighs> I think Transformers is just a I, steam wreck I think, of a sh- movie, and it's a wreck of a movie, but people love seeing People love going to see them, and like I said before we started recording, all the other Transformers movies have had something that's kind of like a hook to kind of be like, oh, the Transformer movies aren't great, but I'll see it for this one, whether it's Dinosaurs or Alan Tudyk or what have you. I feel like Aliens has just been hemorrhaging people with every new thing that's come out because they kind of get further and further away from what people liked about the original Aliens. But this is going back to basics. But this is going back to basics. But And maybe I'm swayed because of just the stuff that's happened with the video games with like Aliens Colonial Marines, which was like touted as like, no, here's the untold story of the Aliens where they got everyone to come back and like voice the characters. I feel like we've just moved beyond Aliens at this point. Transformers, I think, is just going to do a dumb amount of money. And I say dumb not just because it's incomprehensible, but because people are going to spend that money. It doesn't look like a good movie at all. all. Remember when we were worried that Transformers would do more money than Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part 2? I do remember that. People people love going to see these movies. And I... I saw the first three Transformers movies. After that, I was still just like, I don't need to see any of these. And the only reason I saw three is because it was on like Netflix, and we were snowed in, and we watched it. Uh, no, we got a free... Um, I got a free... An uh, ex-girlfriend of mine got a free movie rental. Oh, okay. And that was like the only thing there, and I was like, eh, I'll watch it with Chris. We made soup. We made soup. We and each like, made separate soups. We were like, literally like getting up, walking away from the movie to go to the kitchen <laughs> to like, add shit. Um, I think Alien Covenant, there's not a lot of horror movies coming out, and this is the one that I think anyone who's seen the original, or even Alien 2, and who've seen the other movies and want them to be as good as they should be, this is the one where people are going, this looks good. And it looks like, I mean, it looks like it's a copy of the original. It's and the I episode think, seven of the Alien franchise. <clears throat> and I think Alien, I think, I think Alien's going to do good because it makes a lot of people out there go, ooh, that's going to be like the first one. Where Transformers. Any of them. Really? At none. I've not seen any of the Alien movies. Oh, we should sit down. I know. It's one of those. It's one of those things. I'm I actually rented for two ninety nine. I rented the first one off of Google and watched it. Mm. Good. Mm-hmm. Was Aliens three the one with Winona Ryder? No, that was four. Okay, yeah, four. Three's the one where they're on the prison planet. I kind of like four. Four is fun. We're talking about uh, seeing an alien movie. Transformers. We don't need to get deep into the cuts. Transformers, the one previous to this, Dark of the Moon or whatever, I literally wanted to walk out of the theater. No, Dark of the Moon was number two. Three was... The... One that he rides Grimlock on. <laughs> no, because that was Age of Ex- No, it was Age of Extinction. Yeah, Age of Ex- I think that was the fourth one. <laughs> Jesus, so there's, many. There's so many. All by Michael Bay. We can't keep them straight. I don't know any of them. I'm just saying Transformers yeah, is going to make more money. Age of Extinction was the last one that okay. came out, and I wanted to leave the theater. It was so poorly written and done. Uh, I I think a lot of people are sick of 
the Transformers. I think they're sick of it, but they still just want to yeah. go see it. I don't know. I'm you say... know what I want to see? Go see more Dwayne Johnson during the Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <clears throat> I, He's I so likable. He is so likable. I, I finally watched the uh, Central Intelligence because it's on HBO Go. So much fun. So much fun. It's stupid. Uh, so it's, it's fun. It is so much fun. It's got fun. It's got. It sounds like a great movie. It's got. It's got. F, U, and also N, in spades. Uh, but that's Baywatch. I, I'm going to vote for it. So we're, that, do, we're doing Baywatch versus the House. So oh yeah. Baywatch is the nineties. Uh, it's the remake. It's of, the 21 Trump Street of the... With The Rock and with... Uh, Zach Efron. We're all in this together. Zac Get Efron. your head in the game, John. Uh, the House stars Will Ferrell with um, Amy Poehler and all those other cast of comic characters that... From SNL. From SNL, but also a lot of those people that were in um, Parks and Rec with uh, Amy Poehler. Is Chris Pratt in it? Uh, Chris Pratt is not in it. That, I'm not going to vote um, for it then. But it has the guy who runs the perfume company. Oh, Dennis Feinstein. Dennis Feinstein. He's like the one of the main characters with the three of them on setting up this casino in their house. Um, my vote is for Baywatch. I just wanted to talk a little okay, bit about yeah, yeah. the yeah. house because I think I'm the only one that knows anything about the movie. All I know is I heard about the premise and I'm like, I'm a 30-something male. I have friends that like playing games. I can't get them over for shit, so it doesn't matter. I, I don't care if you open up a casino. People still will be like, oh, I kind of can find a babysitter. They can't show up all at the same time. You will be running a blackjack game versus one person. It don't matter. That premise of that movie blows. All right, but it's not. It's movie world. It's not yeah. the real world, Paul. I, I, no. You can sit nope. in your room and be miserable, be like, no. Nobody plays games with me. Mm-hmm. And my car doesn't become alive in a robot. <laughs> and I try to move that beer the with my mind. This is so ludicrous. I want my money back. There is no weird force binding us, penetrating I, us, keeping us all together. I, I like everything I hear about the house from you. Uh, because, <laughs> cause, no, John's the only person that's talking about this movie. I keep on thinking that that's not the, it's a horror I, movie. I think like it should be an update of House, and George Wynn should pop up at some point. Right? Or but the guy that plays Cliff Clavin. John Rasenberger? He's in the sequel. Mm-hmm. He was now his too. I'm just shocked you didn't know his name. Um, think of it at the time. I, I think you nailed it when you said the 20, mm. 21 Jump Streeting. Oh. Because yeah. I had no urge to see 21 Jump Street at all. I, I'm not a fan of Joan Hill. I don't like Channing Tatum. But when I finally did see it, I was like, oh, my God, this movie's fantastic. Like, it was great. Uh, 22 Jump Street. Also, just stupid fun. Like, so, and that's kind of what's putting me in the seat for Baywatch because it's such a stupid premise for a TV show. Mm-hmm. And they go into the movie knowing that. No, no. Chris, no, they, Chris. Baywatch, Baywatch is, is not a terrible idea. Yeah, exactly. Baywatch Nights was a terrible idea for That's why we're show. friends. That's <laughs> but, where I was going. I'm like, but, no, Baywatch is a good premise. Baywatch Nights. I, I do want or, to say, I watched more episodes of Baywatch Nights than I you know, did Baywatch. You know she's They're a vampire. So foggy. They're always so foggy. You know she's a vampire because she's always wearing gloves. Because vampires have hair on their hands. So stupid. Mm. I just want um, to say, too, I farted a lot during this podcast. You did. 
But Paul's fart smells. Mine didn't. <laughs> nope, still, pretty gross. I'm still like, this, this lingering. So you, you, know, you notice it when you leave and walk right. into the room. So, uh, um, but Baywatch is getting my my vote because you know what? Why can I taste? <laughs> <laughs> the, the Rock's just great in everything, and I mm-hmm. wish I had been at Magic Kingdom last week when he just magically Took over appeared on the Jungle Cruise and became the skipper for it. Because man, I'm. I would fall in love with him as the Jungle Cruise uh, skipper as well. Uh, so I have Guardians vs. Despicable Me. Wait, wait, wait. Paul falls in love with the Jungle Book. Jungle Cruise uh, I'm sorry, I'm skipper gonna, every time. I'm going to cut you off because I just need to take a drink real quick, okay, Paul. Okay, This is uh, Exorcism on Main Street. Ex- Exorcism at Sunset. Oh, at Sunset. From, from Clown Shoes. And I picked this up because I saw that they had Clown Shoes at Premiere. And I was like, man, I haven't had anything from Clown Shoes in a while. And I've listened to John and... Paul drink them and rave about them, mm-hmm. and this is an imperial stout that has been aged in bourbon barrels. And, and I want to look and see what this is sitting at because it's aged to perfection. It's only been aged three months in bourbon barrels. It doesn't it's matter. It's undead, great. Drink it now. Undead party crasher. Their imperial stout aged. Drink clown it. Shoes, clown drink shoes. Clown shoes just knows how to do barrels. Just love it. Aside from the Irish one that we got an infected by uh, the arch arc uh, arc druid arc druid. Uh, which they said either send your receipt or send the sticker off the bottle and we will refund your money. And I took the sticker off and I had a receipt and I never sent them in. That's okay. I was like, it happens. Mm-hmm. I, and, and you know what? Get, we yeah. actually didn't mind the sour... But we kept on saying, like, this is sour, right? This, this is, is sour, sour this right? right. Um, but yeah, clown shoes to me... In my mind, clown shoes... Whenever I see a barrel-aged anything from them, I'm picking it up. If I see something that's in their limited release, Bomber, se- <laughs> Bomber Series, I do not mind. It's their regular releases, their Chocolate Sombrero, those things that come in the four-pack. I'm like, nope, going to skip. But the Bomber Series limited release, yep, I'm here. I'm good. And Exorcism at Sunset is one of those beers. Uh, Chris, you didn't enjoy the the espresso one, the coffee. It has the girl with the clown shoe wearing the clown shoes, like Run, pouring. Uh, no, wait, no, pouring barista. drinks. The barista. I can't yeah. remember the name of it. But I liked it. I, I'm a fan of all their bomber series. I really am. I, I uh, like more clown shoes than I am, like middling or dislike mm-hmm. on. This is like the perfect balance of. Everything like Kentucky, Kentucky Kulsh is great. Kentucky billionaire, bluegrass billionaire, a bluegrass billionaire. (sighs) That was the one. one, It was aged in thirty-year-old cognac barrels. It's that this one. Uh, The um, what is it? The uh, Unidragon. Unidragon. Yeah, the Uh, the blended one. Dragon. Yeah. That one, uh, those um, are all top. I will say this thirteen ninety nine for the bomber of this. Mm-hmm. I I kind of I I really enjoy it, but at the same time, I was looking at picking up something from Anderson Valley that was like eleven ninety nine. I can't yeah, remember which one it good. was. Do you it remember the, Paul? It was the. It was the salted caramel. Salted caramel. Yeah, it wasn't good. Okay. We we really just like. We it. had two of those, and the Southern Tier salted caramel was so much better. Oh, okay. yeah. good. And it was less price. Um, the Southern Rex, Southern Tier. The Rex, which was the Imperial Red Ale aging mm-hmm. bourbon, and that was like nine ninety nine. Yeah. 
There's uh, some really good ones. Just keep on buying them. I, I think thirteen ninety nine for this is it's a good price. I, I mean, if it was a little bit cheaper, I would probably rave about it a little bit more. Well, depending but, on where you buy a KBS, you know, it's either nineteen ninety nine or twenty nine ninety nine. Ten ten to thirteen dollars, I don't think is that bad. No, it, it's acceptable. But then when but I don't age, because I could have also picked out. up, I could have picked up like the Pinchy Jeek mm-hmm. for like eight ninety nine or like. <clears throat> At, this was to try something different because I was like, oh, I, have, but the I haven't seen this has been, Imperial Stout aging bourbon That pinchy has been aging wrong. It's been on the shelf that whole time. Yeah. Uh, I, I have no qualms about having picked this up, though. Like This is this is fantastic. I think it was a superb idea on your part. Thank you. Have mm-hmm. I been too far off mic the whole time talking? <laughs> I've been no. leaning back I in my like chair. We're, I feel like we're good. Um, so, I have Guardians versus Despicable Me 3, and I'm going as Guardians. As do I. As do I. Um, Can I? I just want to put this out there at this point. Guardians of the Galaxy's Thursday preview night is slated for one point one uh, one hundred and forty million. It is the one of the least successful Thursday night openings for Marvel movies. Ooh. Really? It's still going to do better than Despicable Me Three. I. Yeah, that's kind of shocking for me because, like, this is, I mean, having seen it, like, this is a fantastic movie. And, like, even if I hadn't just, like, come from the theater, like, to record, like, I was still like, man, like, I can't believe this movie would do. My wife liked it better than the first one, and I kind of agree with her. Because it's, you're you're already in with the characters, you already know. And the gags, yes, they're obvious gags, but they work. I... Apparently giggled like a schoolgirl at one point, and uh, my wife was a seat over from Paul. And when Paul <laughs> did a weird giggle, she, she turned made... to Chris and was like, "Did you hear his <laughs> giggle?" Apparently, I giggled. Did you hear his giggle? I didn't. Uh, but uh, I think Guardians is going to be doing better than uh, Despicable Me Three. It's. I, I kind of have to think about this from two ways: as the Guardians fan versus the. Despicable Me 3 fan. I think there's I think, a lot of crossover. I, I think there's crossover, but I think as a parent, I would probably take my kids to see Despicable Me 3, because Guardians... Can I try, uh, you know, trial, uh, file a uh, child protection thing against Chris with his non-existent kids? Because, no, take them to see Despicable no, Me when no, there's the Guardians out. Because, I mean, Guardians is a little bit more of... Judge! hard-edged of the of the Marvel <clears throat> movies. Like, if you look at all the Marvel movies, like... Mm-hmm. Your Gar- Honor! Guardians would be the one that's a little bit more like, eh. Let me say... Yondu kills all those people. Let me say, the children don't understand what death is. My two-year-old nephew loves Guardians of the Galaxy. He's also two. Because and- of the music. It's the music, he, and music gets up and dance. And he loves Groot. He just says mm-hmm. Groot all the time. And I, my uh, for my birthday, which was last weekend, thank you, everyone. Hey, happy uh, birthday. Thank you. Hey, happy birthday, Paul. It's, it's Paul's a- birthday, actually, today while we're recording. No, um, who gives a shit? <laughs> um, I was given, my sister gave me a... I can't hear Paul flipping me off because he turned his microphone down. I was, I was given... Why did he turn it off to do that? It's so weird. He knew he'd be giggling during it. <laughs> he's making a weird noise while he's doing it. We uh, talked about this already. 
I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, this is why I don't record in Buffalo anymore. <laughs> I was given my 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 sister gave me a Groot uh, Funko Pop thing, not the big one, but the smaller one, um, as a gift from Daniel. And um, I pulled it out of the out of the bag that I was opening the presents at a restaurant in. And I was like, oh, Daniel, look, it's Groot. And then I opened the box and I took Groot out and the kid started to cry. And I was like, oh, my God, is this kid pissed that I opened the box? Um, but he just... I'm pretty sure we talked about this on the last episode. We might have been paused, but we talked about it. No, I, I talked to you about it in real life. Oh. Paul, we haven't recorded in like two weeks. I forget. I always well, assume it, it, that people it, it, are recording me all the time. That it wasn't, you know, he. It was all of a sudden. It was Groot, like really in front of him. I, but I, I he, feel like it's yeah. This is your two-year-old nephew versus like a six or seven-year-old that you would take to the movie. I, don't know. Uh, I, I think I, I, think I watched it's a, Die Hard when I was six years old. I Wait, watched Gremlins too when I was two years old, and he peed on his uncle. <laughs> Guys, we weren't I, supposed I, to I, mention I, that. That was a secret between friends. What secret? I, I think if if you have a kid, which movie are you more likely to take them to? Guardians is more hard edge, and we can look at it all we want. Mm-hmm. It's there's a lot going on in that movie. That's probably PG thirteen versus it, PG. It's yeah. not the best for like yeah someone of that. So age you're saying I, I had I had a kid. At one of my jobs the other day, talking about Guardians, I was like, I can't see that movie because, like, because his parents were like, we're not going to see that. I would take my kid. No, and that there's there's I mean, nothing yeah. wrong with that. Like, oh, yeah. honestly, like, no whoever you, they're swearing. Uh, he didn't say freaking. Yeah, but they say shit a lot. Yeah, but that's, that's I don't swear quite a bit. I say jeepers creepers and stuff. I'm I'm very and good I'm about okay. like not swearing, and I get upset when people do swear in public because it's like, hey, I'm okay with swearing, I'm classy, but people around me not, might not be. Yeah, I I live by uh, demolition man rules, where if you swear out in public, you get a fine. Are you going to use those to wipe your ass? <laughs> but wipe my butt. <laughs> I, I think Despicable Me will do more with like families, but. People like us will go more to Guardians. And I, I pick Guardians overall for mine. John, your pick? Because I pick Sorry, Guardians. I've got okay. All right, so let's uh, drop down to... Spider-Man versus... I have Spider-Man <clears throat> versus apes. War for the Planet of the Apes. Chris and I have Spider-Man versus uh, Pirates yep. because we're right. <laughs> and I'm going to with Spider-Man. This, this I think you're going to... I think you're going to pick Pirates. I, I'm I'm really torn right now because I think Pirates is going to do well, but I think this is probably going to be the best we'll see a Spider-Man movie do in a long time mm-hmm. because it's now getting the Marvel bump. Yeah. Like, every other time we had a Spider-Man movie come out, it was so separated from everything else that existed in the comic book movie universe that it was, like, just, eh, we have X-Men and we got Spider-Man. There's two different types of movies you can like. Yeah. Now that it's brought into that Marvel universe, I think it's going to do so much more because it, quote-unquote, means something. 
It right. might have nothing to do with the rest of the Marvel Universe, but the fact that you've got Robert Downey Jr. popping in as Iron Man, like, because he gave him the suit, then he's taking the suit away, he's being withholding, like, you can't have this. For that Marvel movie fan, it's gonna mean something more, because mm-hmm. as much as we love the comic books, there's such a much bigger audience for the movies, and that audience has overwhelmingly been like, yes, we approve of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. I, I think it's going to bring so many more people into yeah. it. Yeah. I like going back like three years ago, even before Civil War came out. One of the people I worked with, Elliot, he was like Elliot. He, he was like an ancillary, like on the fringe comic book fan. Like he he read some comic books that people like talked to him about, like reading. Uh, when he heard like, oh, they're thinking about doing a Civil War movie, he's like, they can't do Civil War without Spider-Man. Spider-Man needs to be. And it's like, well, no, like he doesn't because if you don't put him in there, there's just someone that's not a 12 issue series. People, it's going to be a two hour movie, maybe two fifteen. You don't need to get into the whole point of Spider-Man unmasking himself. Yeah. Especially if Spider-Man hasn't existed. That's a th- and that was my point. Is like, yeah. Spider-Man doesn't exist in this universe. Like You can't have him pop up and then be like, Hey, I'm Peter Parker! And then everyone be like, oh, Who? Like, uh, Even Marvel Knights, like, where you're... Marvel Knights, uh, it's like... Uh, what is uh, uh, the main villain in this movie? Uh, Vulture. Unmask him. And he's like... I have no idea who you are. You're just a kid. Like, I thought you would be somebody famous. Like, you've been out here. How do you do this in your spare time? You could be anyone. He's and he's very annoyed about it all. It's that kind of moment. There, but, and that's what kind of got me, is, like, there's so much hook to who Spider-Man is in that larger universe that I think that's what's going to make this movie work it's because it's not just a spider-man movie it's this is spider-man and he matters now because i have 12 years put into this marvel like cinematic universe mm-hmm. i think that's just something that's completely awesome and that's why i feel like marvel did need to have spider-man back in it because he can play into those bigger stories because he's such a great point of entry character and mm-hmm. even though We've seen all of this stuff since Iron Man came out, like, all those years ago. Spider-Man's still, like, that perfect, like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm a regular person. I'm the street level. I, I'm I, I can friend. relate to yeah, him. I'm the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And as a Fantastic Four fan, I am so <laughs> angry. It hurts me so much because... Not only... Because, he did, because uh, Mr. Fantastic didn't build the raft... Not only that's it, but also, like, they can't show up in anything anymore. Like, I I buy board um, games. I'm a board game fan. Uh, Marvel Legendary, right? They had a Fantastic Four set that's now out of print, and they cannot print it anymore because of the whole, like, legal bullshit. That's not, to, not to like, get into it, uh, and spoilers for Guardians of the Galaxy, if you haven't seen it yet, pause for, like, the next maybe a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, people are wondering if somehow Marvel got the rights back since they lapsed because we had Uatu and the rest of the Watchers appear in Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy. Twice. 
that maybe now Marvel has the rights to Fantastic Four again because Uatu first appeared in like Fantastic Four like in 1965 or whatever. Uh, and I imagine he would be in the Infinity. Well, no, in the what was sold off for Fantastic Four because why else? You wouldn't need him for any other character, you know. Like any they other never mentioned the one thing. The one loophole I'm saying is. No, we saw Watchers. We didn't see Uatu. No, but they never say Uatu at at any point. So <clears throat> they could have got the legal loophole. But here's the thing is, we know that Marvel and Fox worked some type of deal out. We're a minute 43 in. I don't want to get too far into this. Go they ahead, worked a, <laughs> right, they, they worked a deal out for... Fox to have the rights to do Quicksilver TV. Oh, the the TV, and yeah. they're trying to do as much TV as Legion. they can. Yep. Uh, Legion. They were doing the Hell's Fire Club. They're still planning on doing an X Men thing, but that was something that they worked out. And we don't. We know that Fox X Men Dark Phoenix. Fox, Fox got the ability to make those TV shows. We do not know what Marvel got out of the deal. But anyway, Spider-Man's my pick. Spider-Man was mine. Uh, Spider-Man is mine. All right, so that goes for me: Atomic Blonde versus Dunkirk, and I think it's going to be it's going to be Dunkirk. You're so wrong because I have Wonder Woman versus Dark Tower. I have Wonder Woman versus Dark Tower, and I have Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I really want this movie to do well. I will go see it three I don't or think four times. I'm going to go. I'm sorry. Wonder Woman was the best part of Batman versus yeah. Superman. I, I, I will see I it twice. I'm a, I don't care if it's a bad movie. I will see Wonder Woman twice just because I'm a big fan of Wonder Woman and I want one more Wonder Woman. I'm sorry. You hear. You, you think, oh my God, Wonder Woman's showing up. Mm-hmm. Excited. I don't care. <laughs> I will see Wonder Woman twice out of spite for what DC's doing. To be like, no, I want more Wonder Woman, less Hot Pants Harley. Uh, I still haven't seen that movie. I haven't seen it either because I am uh, not a pants. I was, I was going to buy pants. like a movie at Walmart the other night just because I wanted something to watch like after I got home mm-hmm. from work. And Suicide Squad was like twenty five ninety nine, oh. and Ash vs. Uh, the Evil Dead was like nineteen ninety nine for the full season. I was like. Yep, buying this, and that's when I sent you the text because I watched like the first half of the season. I was like, "Oh my god, this series is so great!" We so, talked so. about it in the last actual episode. I have Transformers versus Baywatch. I have Alien Covenant versus Baywatch. I have Transformers versus Baywatch, which is probably like the best matchup of all time, and I want to see that movie instead <laughs> of a Transformers movie. I picked Transformers over Baywatch. Uh, I just think it has that. Summer movie blockbuster. People have been going to see Transformer movies, Transformer movies for so long now that they're just used to going being like, oh yeah, one for Transformers. They're going to go see it. It doesn't matter. I'm going to vote the opposite way. I'm going to say in Transformers versus Baywatch, Baywatch is going to win because they've learned better. I'm, and I'm, I'm going back to when Bridesmaids was like something that we should have had on the bracket because it did so fucking Chris, well. So I want to live in your world. I believe I so, in people. I so want to live in your world. Um, 
the Hangover as well. Yeah. Like that mm-hmm. was we missed that one. This is like the comedy movie of this the is summer. This the big comedy of the uh, this in the Emoji movie. Oh my god. Uh, no, I as I'm much, so, I don't want the Emoji movie. As much as I want Alien Covenant to be a good movie and make tons of money, I think Baywatch is going to do is going to do more. Mm. Thank you. <clears throat> so that but you voted it, against Baywatch. No, so I voted for us, Baywatch. Oh, we all picked Baywatch here? I picked Baywatch yeah. over the house, yeah. yeah I think we and all, he, the Rock wins over everything. I smell right. what he's cooking. So this is Guardians versus Spider-Man for me. I have the same. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man is a proven money maker. And I think definitely everyone who saw... Is it? Because Amazing Spider-Man 1 and Amazing Spider-Man 2 did not do as well as the first three Spider-Man. But the first three Spider-Man broke box office. Those were, to steal something from Fox, those were juggernauts. Mm -hmm. I I do agree. I think Spider-Man Homecoming is going to do better than Guardians of the Galaxy Plus you have Iron Man in it. Mm -hmm. And, And that's... Everything that I said about uh, Spider-Man versus Pirates mm-hmm. is going to carry through. Like, this is Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe. People are so excited to see it that we've already seen the Guardians of the Galaxy in this universe. All right. I was too high for too long on that one. I'm going to go Guardians. Uh, one, because uh, I voted against Guardians once before and I got burned. Uh, and two, because North Korea. You don't vote against North Korea because, you know, they will hack you again. That's why we have Spider-Man Homecoming. Do you remember? They hack, yeah. Okay, I was was not following. It always takes me a while. I never follow Paul all the way. Uh, So So I'm going Guardians. I have Dunkirk versus Baywatch. I have Wonder Woman versus Baywatch. And I have Wonder Woman versus Transformers. Wonder Woman versus Baywatch, I think, is the most like apropos of matchups. Because they're both swimsuits. And I think the big, big comedy of the summer is going to be Baywatch. So you're going to Baywatch. I'm going Baywatch. Chris, I have Wonder Woman versus Baywatch, and I think Wonder Woman just smashes the patriarchy on that one. I'm going Wonder Woman. I'm going to Wonder Woman over Transformers uh, because Wonder Woman is. Less of a truth is better than Transformers, because it has to be. Otherwise, I no longer believe in the world we live in. All right, so I have Spider-Man versus Baywatch, <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna go Spider-Man. All right, Chris, I have Spider-Man versus Wonder Woman, and I just think from a public- man versus a woman. Don't, don't say it like that. Because uh, I'm sorry, a spider versus wonder. From public knowledge and recollection standpoint, Spider-Man is just... He's... If you're driving in your car and you see a spider show up in your car... Oh, you freak out! You freak out. If you're driving in your car and you see a woman show up in your car... Okay. (laughs) So Um, you're going with a spider. I I think Spider-Man wins over one woman just... Because people are more accepting of Spider-Man, and they'll see it because it's a Spider-Man movie. I think, unfortunately, people are going to wait to see Wonder Woman at that point. Um, I, I know personally, like, I, I'm really excited for Wonder Woman, but I think people might just be burned out, too. 
and I hate doing the bracket for this reason because like you're championing a movie at one point and then the next point you're like talking it down because like no nobody's gonna go see before Wonder we show before we show, set up the show like I was trying to set up the bracket so we wouldn't have to do that it, like, but it always gets to that point like we hit this every yeah. single year because like well, I want like, to, people I want to see Wonder Woman it's a female led action movie and then later like it's a female led action movie nobody's gonna see nobody's that gonna like see that. I want that sucks. to happen at the end though not at it, the very beginning and that's sucks. why. And I hope people listening realize that, like, you get put in a spot and, like, you have to justify shit. Mm-hmm. I'm going Guardians versus Wonder And I'm going with that, the almost X-Men. Really? Theme. You're going to say Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman over, over Guardians. Guardians. Wow. Yep. It, but it's it's the first time we've had a Wonder Woman movie, so, like... And people are excited. I think people are hemmed in for a Wonder Woman movie. What people? Where are you getting this from? I think people that grew up... <laughs> he just did the not episode with Katie. <laughs> I just he has to say it. Uh, and also the people that I worked with like eight years ago that were like, no, I heard Wonder Woman's getting a movie like a year after been, Joss Whedon like, stepped away. There's, and I'm like... No, that's not happening. There's been so much talk about a Wonder Woman movie for like the past the like, 15 the 70s, years, though. Yeah. In the 70s, people were watching, growing up, watching a Wonder Woman. One of the first directions I remember was watching Linda Carter or Wonder Woman. That's true. Bob Barker's Beauties for me. First one. I was popping them since I was a little kid. I don't remember. You don't? All right. I don't remember. Apparently... I remember getting yelled at. It was so new and weird. I remember getting yelled at all the time. I went to the bathroom thinking that something was wrong. (laughs) Something has petrified it like a dinosaur bone, brothers. Look at it. Petrificus totalis. I locked the door and felt shame. When does the next Fantastic Beast come out? Is that Christmas again? Two more years. Oh, God. I need to see that movie. Just glad Ezra Miller won't be in it. Hey, if you have an idea Everybody's of the movies that we are looking forward to, uh, put them up. What movie do you think is going to be the big winner of the movie Brackbutt Buster Brackbutt? Everybody's movies that we have on the thing. I have Wonder Woman. You have what is your winner? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Okay. So there we go. Bagenborg has Blockbuster Bracket Movie Buster Bracketing the Bracketeer. I don't even remember what we said like an uh, hour or two ago. Find us over on Facebook. Find us on uh, our website. Do anything you can to let other people know about this podcast. It helps. And uh, we're very appreciative of anyone who does listen. Thank you. And hey, go see some movies this summer. There's some awesome ones coming out. The ones I voted for. And The Mummy. 